Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. This is Rome Business Radio. We are broadcasting from our Hardy Realty Studios inside the Manus Business Center in downtown Rome, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I am Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. And I'm Thomas Kislett with the Rome Floyd Chamber. Hi, Thomas. Hey, good morning. How are your, how are your, was your Thanksgiving? Oh, fantastic. Way too much food. Yeah. I'm still eating leftovers. Uh, and we are we are in the heart of holiday season, and we'll be able to talk about the Rome Christmas Parade because one of our guests was kind of uh, a big deal there. Yeah, <laughs> and I dressed appropriately, as you can see. Yeah, well, I can see, but our listeners can't. Yes, yeah. you're wearing <laughs> you're wearing Christmas colors. Uh, good for you. Would you mind introducing our guest, please, Thomas? Sure, absolutely. Ladies first. We today we have Taylor Ritchie here. She is with uh, United Way of Rome, Floyd County. And she is the community resource navigator there. And then to my right, we have Doug Walker. He's with the city of Rome, with the city of Rome. And he's the public information officer. And then we have the Pollards, Will and Harold Pollard here. And they are with Complete Cycles, Cycle. And they're the owners. Hi, guys. Hello, everybody. How are Good we? Morning. Hey, Good morning. Good to be here. Good morning. Um, of course, I made reference to Doug Walker, celebrity in our midst. Uh, public information officer, City of Rome. But how? What, what's the high for being the Grand Marshal at the Christmas Parade, Doug? Let's start with you. Well, it was a, it was a great honor, tremendous honor, and uh, you get a whole new perspective on the crowd for the Christmas Parade. I think I wrote in a column a week ago that uh, I've always been a little skeptical of the twenty thousand number for Christmas Parade. But you know, if you break it down by the, the kind of crowd we had uh, this past Tuesday night. You know, 3,000 per block is not out of the question. And then, of course, when you try to get out of town at the end of the parade, you think it may be 50,000, <laughs> all the cars trying to get out of town at the same time, kind of like leaving Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you and Santa, kind of a big deal at this time of year. Well, I was a, pull, I was a pulling guard for Santa you know, this past week, so I just sort of ushered him in. People come, people come to the Christmas parade to see Santa, not me. <laughs> well, it, well, I just wanted to touch off the, on that off the top. Congratulations. It's an Thank honor well-deserved for your years of service to the community, and I know it was a big deal, and you're being very humble, but um, I'm sure it was a um, – uh, very enjoyable experience. It was. It was. It was great to see smiles on a lot of faces. And well, it is. It is that season. Um, but uh, let's talk business. That's why we're here to celebrate businesses and organizations. Uh, Taylor, you are with the United Way of Rome in Floyd County. So, broad overview here. Uh, we know you guys are. You touch a lot of things. Yes, <laughs> we have our hands in a little bit of everything. It feels like these days, and. Um, expanding just a little bit i feel like every single day so we've got some cool things on the uh, horizon that we're really excited about so describe your job community resources navigator what does that mean okay so um the phone number that i have which is 706-291-1990 people call me when they're in crisis when they're in need of some sort of resource and i try to direct them to the, the appropriate resource for what they need. That way, that way people have access to uh, somebody who knows what's available and, um, and sending people to places where they won't get like the runaround because it's not exactly what they do over there or something like that. So um, I've got a list like 300 long of uh, resources in the area, including some like national hotlines and some state things. But um, people call me when they're in need and I try to connect them. Well, we have had your colleague Allie Mitchell on the show before, and I remember her t- touching on something that over the last couple of years, y'all, you, 
They've kind of tried to flip the model. It used to be, yes. here's our money, let's fund. But now you guys are making a conscious effort to hear need. Yes. And so could you, could you expand on that a little bit more? Um, so we use the child index to see where the needs are. That came from um, the, uh, the census. Um, and uh, and uh, what Allie likes to say is that uh, – what we were doing before bread competition between the nonprofits. And instead of doing that now, we're looking at specific needs, the the highest needs in each area and trying to bring the resources that already exist to those areas to fulfill needs. But you're more on the actual connecting people to the resources. Yes. Yeah. I am a direct contact to help people when they need it. I can, you can text me, you can call me. Um, uh, my email address is on the website, whatever you need, but um, like just, you call, tell me a little bit about your situation, and I try to connect you to what what you need to be connected great. to. Great. Well, that's great to know. The The connectivity is important because some people, they may not know where to go, and United Way kind of is a one-stop shop to help yes. help folks out. So, uh, well, we will certainly circle back around, and at the end of the show, we're going to give everybody an opportunity to provide their contact information again, email, website, what have you, social, things like that. Um, let's say hello to the Pollards. Hi, guys. How are we? Good morning. Hey, we're good. Uh, so I, I guess one question might be, well, before I make fun of the, how the fathers and sons work together, uh, uh, let's talk about what you do. Complete cycle out on the Alabama highway. Tell me about it. All right. Well, we, we convert two-wheeled motorcycles into three-wheeled motorcycles. We build trikes. Um, we've been doing this April will be 17 years. And... Um, yeah, we just we have a heart to allow people to keep on riding. That's our our logo and our our slogan. Um, yeah, we just we want to make sure that people are able to enjoy their life to the fullest. We've had so many people tell us over the years, like this is actually what keeps me alive. This is the thing that keeps me going is riding my trike. And uh, yeah, that's, that's our heart. Or are they are they safer? Right. Is, is that the point that what why people would want to convert, or is it a is it a just choice thing? Oh, they're absolutely safer and uh, they're more visible. And, of course, you know, what we hear every day is I can't hold that 800-pound gold wing up anymore. Right, right. My legs got weak and, of course, you got mama on the back and that makes it even worse. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so you know, I'll tell them when they come up, so, well, you ready for tricycles and diapers? <laughs> <laughs> we're going so backwards. That's where, that's where we're all going. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, we laugh about it, but. But you know it's a it's a good thing. I mean, I've sold trikes to ninety year old people. Uh, I had a lady come up here one day was a hundred. I think she was a hundred years old, right at a hundred years old, right. riding a trike. And uh, but anyway, it's a it, it's a fun thing. It's a fun business, and uh, it's challenging. But um, it, it's kind of like building customized bikes. You can get done. You look and you say, "Man, that thing looks good." You know. <laughs> well, you got you said you've been around seventeen years. What? Prompted y'all to, well, how old are you? You're not, I mean, it's going to say. <laughs> 22. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so you grew up around the business, but you started the business, yeah. Dad. So uh, what what prompted you to get started? We actually built the, the first building for my wife, a business. We started out in an accessory business, and we bought a few motorcycles, you know, just to sell here and there. And, um, and then I quit my job, which I was in sales, really walked off a real good job could pay a job because i was tired of it and didn't like it anymore so anyway i started um we started just working on some motorcycles and changing tires and of course we've got accessories we've got an accessory shop so anyway i got into that business in 2000 and um 
2004, we got in the trike business, and it's just uh, it's it's just gone ever since. Um, we've built well over a thousand trikes since we've been building, so it's uh it's, it's turned into a pretty good business and. In 17 years, somebody do the math for me. <laughs> I think it was 2006 we did trikes. We started motorcycles in 04. Yeah, so that's, that's true. That's, that's true. 2006 we started doing motor- trikes. Right, right. Uh, well, that's 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 uh, more than one a week, right? Uh, on average. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's about yeah. Typical. Uh, so I, I've, it's, excuse my ignorance, but I would never have thought there would be such demand. Um, but apparently, it's a thing, isn't it? Right. <laughs> Yeah, we've sold all over the United States, outside the United States, Canada, uh, I think Ireland. Was it Ireland? Yeah, we've sold a few overseas. Yeah, just overseas, just the wildest thing people will call you, and it works. So if somebody wants, if somebody's overseas or a, a Canada or something, do they send you their bike and say, what happens? No, what we've sold overseas is you just do an export company. I got you. You have to have somebody. That's a lot of paperwork and headache to do that, so... <laughs> That's I, I won't go through the process of doing all that. So. <laughs> it's a lot. I, I got you. Uh, okay, well let's let's say hello to Doug again. Um, Doug, of course, most people know worked for the Rome News for many years. Now a public information officer for the city of Rome. Before the Rome News, you were in radio. You've right? you've done everything. I've I've done the whole gamut <laughs> as it relates to media. I think, yeah. and and now you've hit the pinnacle by being on our podcast for the second or third time. Second time, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so tell us about the new role. What what are your duties as public information officer for the city of Rome? I respond to media requests, um, both print and uh, audio, video, etc. Uh, we produce a couple of different uh, video platforms. We do an uh, All Things Rome YouTube program that's about 15 minutes long. And uh, we typically try then to edit that down to about a three-minute segment, which we put on Facebook and tease to YouTube. Um, we also do a Rome Roundtable, which I actually am able to record in my office there in City Hall. And that, that one is strictly designed for uh, the, the shorter platform, the, the face, Facebook-type platform. It's about three minutes long, and it's just keeping folks updated on what's going on in the city of Rome, keeping, keeping us uh, at the forefront of people's minds. Uh, I've, I've told our de- department heads, which they're still trying to get used to it. We were about three months into this, so uh, it's a new position, actually, with the city. Uh, so we're trying to get them used to, to, to giving me a holler when they need to get something out. I've told Chris Jenkins over at our public works office, I said, Chris, every time you, f- you fix a pothole, let me know. We'll come out and take a picture and get it out there and, and you know let, let folks know that we are being proactive in things. I thought you were going to say when you're now that you're in City Hall, when people see you come and they think, oh, gosh, here comes Doug to interview me. <laughs> uh, it's an adjustment for them, I would imagine, as well. I, I suspect so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still trying to get used to that. Well, but it, being on the flip side, what's that like for you personally? I mean, you got all the great relationships to, with the paper and helping and local radio and getting information out. But personally, what's it like being on the other side of things now? Uh, you know, it's it's not really a great deal different, um, you know, other than the one that, that I'm answering the questions uh, as opposed to asking the questions. And, um, you know, it, it, just staying in the loop is probably, I don't want to necessarily say the hardest thing, but uh, the city, for example, just yesterday uh, presented the uh, first draft of its 2022 budget. And uh, while I've looked at city budgets for almost 40 years, I've never exactly uh, gone through them item by item. And, you know, you, you want to be able to answer people's questions responsibly and accurately. 
So you, you have to just spend a little bit of time going through those things. Well, um, one of the things that's interesting being in public information, are there, are there certain things where you just know, Oh, my phone's going to be ringing off the hook today. Or do you go weeks and there's nothing going on? I certainly wouldn't say weeks, there, but, there, but I'll tell you that the pace of, of work is considerably slower th- than it was uh, previously. And then that's not necessarily a bad thing at my age. <laughs> <laughs> do you need a trike? Nah, I might could use one. I'm telling you what, I tell you what, there's nothing I love more in the fall than, than driving through the mountains. And we're just in an absolute wonderful part of the world for that. You know, whether it's, uh, you know, strolling across North Georgia or, or Northeast Alabama or Southeast Tennessee or Southwest North Carolina, I mean, that, that's trite country. I mean, you guys, you guys are in the sweet spot, I would think, uh, per- right. particularly at this time of year. Well, it's it's as I it, I'd never thought about a trike, but as I mentioned off and on over the years, I've had a motorcycle and I enjoy riding. But that uh, that may be something that I think about one of these days. Taylor, do you like motorcycles? Some people are scared to death of them. Mm, I <laughs> like motorcycles, but I try to not show that to my husband because I don't want him to get one. <laughs> well, you just get him a trike. Why don't, <laughs> be good. I don't trust him. Why don't you get one? <laughs> And then let him ride. If he, right. yeah. uh, they're, they're, that would just never work out. Plus, he's so in love with his BMW right now. Just, just leave him alone. <laughs> uh, well, actually, one question about trikes. Well, it, well, it popped in my brain. Um, as, as I said, this is a conversation like a cocktail party without the cocktail, so I might bounce back and forth. I would imagine from riding the rider's perspective, same sensation of wind in your face. You know, depending. You know, same appreciation of you know, everything around you and riding down the road and riding through the mountains, as, as Doug mentioned, just safer, more control, right. uh, easily vis- more, more visible. Right. Yeah. We have a lot of people who've ridden their entire lives and they'll come in and say, I'm not ready for a trike and uh, it's going to be so much different. And, and it's actually not. I tell people all the time when they're test riding them, the only difference is you don't have to lean. And <laughs> you've got a wider back end. Now. That's the only difference. Nothing else changes. You can still enjoy the open road and have a lot of fun. What has been the biggest challenge since since starting a business? Because one of the things we like to talk about is is entrepreneurship and building businesses from scratch and things like that. So, what what was some of the challenges early that you had to overcome and uh, to get the pos- positive cash flow going? Well, yeah, and that that's that's probably the biggest challenge we had is working capital. I mean, it takes a lot of money. These things are expensive, and of course, our inventories increased over the years as we grew. But uh, that was the the biggest thing was having working capital to build that business. Well, and Doug, you had um, in one of your many roles at the Rome News over the years, you were the business editor. Yes, sir. Um, so, uh, in fact, over your career, over my lifetime, Rome has grown tremendously. There's all kinds of business now. Can can you kind of give us your perspective on the business community of Rome over the years and how things have changed and grown? Oh gosh, uh, it's grown grown tremendously. Um, and and I think it's right on the verge of a, of another pretty significant growth uh, spurt. I, I think there's an opportunity for that, and and hopefully that's something we can manage well going forward. Um, you know, I I don't know numbers of businesses, but Thomas, I know I know you can tell us that Chambers membership uh, has has grown tremendously over yep. the last couple of years. In fact, you're over a thousand now, right? Over a thousand, just yeah, just in the twelve last twelve months, we grew our membership about twenty percent. Yeah, so you know it's it's um, it's it's growing. It's good. I think I think we're in a pretty good place. 
Uh, we just have to market it right. And, and that is probably one of the other big challenges that, that you guys could speak to from starting a small business. Not only is it capital, but it's marketing capital. You, 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 have, you have got to, uh, to be able to get the word out there to the people, and you've got to be able to do it effectively across all kinds of platforms. Uh, there, there was a young lady a, a number of years ago, I think five or six years ago perhaps, put a coffee shop down in, I believe it was the 200 block, and it lasted uh, less than six months. And, you know, when she, when she folded, uh, you know, I asked her, I said, how many of those 300? She didn't do any advertising, no advertising, no, no radio, no TV, no, no print. I mean, just did not include a marketing budget. I said, how many of your 300 Facebook friends could even possibly have been customers? I mean, were, were they all, all 300 of them here in Rome? Um, you, you can't do something on the cheap like that and, and expect it to work. So uh, I was I was interested, uh, not so much necessarily in the marketing, but you all talk about custom building. Now, now d is that primarily strictly based on orders that you get, or, or do you do some proactive upfront type stuff? No, every, every, everything we do is a conversion. They make these conversions for specific bikes. So we don't do any custom building. We actually don't do any welding, any cutting. Right. Everything is pre-fit to roll up to the bike, and it's a bolt-on. Okay. And, of course, our conversion, the customizing we do is what we add to it, the accessories and the, the custom paint jobs and those kind of things. So other than that, that's, that's what we do. Um, I want to follow up on your marketing line of thought there, Doug. Sure. Uh, with with um, Taylor here, you guys are a nonprofit. United Way obviously has an effective national brand forever. Nobody can do anything these days without social media, it seems, which is – and I'll, I'll circle back around with you guys to follow up on Doug's point. What do you guys do at United Way to – let people know who you are and what you do. But being a nonprofit, your your model is a little different. What do you what do you do in that regard? Well, you're right. We do have the the national recognition of United Way. People just know the name. Um, we do have a, a social media presence, um, and we're in the paper a lot. I right. think, especially recently, and um, there's got to be some magic in there. I'm not entirely sure what it is. <laughs> Because, you know, we're from Rome and Floyd County, but I get calls from Polk County, Chattooga County, um, Walker County, all over the place. So the I'm not, you know, I've been with the United Way for two months, so I'm not in totally, <laughs> I'm not totally privy to exactly what we do in that um, area, but it's working. Um, you know, we get calls, you know, I get calls every single day from people who are not in the area, so we're incredibly recognizable. Well, you you said you've only been there a couple of months. You used to work, worked at the chamber before, yes. right? <laughs> I was at the chamber for four years. Right. So are you are you a little now that you're in at the United Way and you're you're navigating these resources for people? Are you a little overwhelmed at all the resources that are available, or or surprised at how much? Because United Way touches a lot, and you'd hear United Way, and it's such a big brand, you don't think, but it's it's lots of stuff mm -hmm. that you guys support. Um, I wouldn't say overwhelmed yeah, because uh, I was with uh, the chamber for so long and we, you know, reached over a thousand. The When it comes to the resource list, it's, just, it's a little bit smaller than what the chamber does. So I'm used to that, like, number of things. So that's fine. I was surprised at some of the 
nonprofits that I didn't know existed. And of course, in the chamber, I worked with the um, nonprofit roundtable. So I was in contact with a lot of nonprofits and there were still a ton that I had never heard of that are operating and doing good things for the area. Um, But so this is just a nice way to get their recognition in when they need something or when somebody needs something connecting them. Well, another thing we'd like to ask is uh, like, what's, what's your professional background? Like, but before the chamber, um, what is there a time before the chamber? (laughs) (laughs) Not really. Um, uh, Before the chamber, well, I was the programs coordinator at the chamber, but before that I was the receptionist at the chamber. And then before that I was living in Auburn, Alabama, uh, working at a call center. Um, it, you know, my background isn't business. My background isn't nonprofit. I just showed up one day and people noticed that I could do more than what I was doing. And I just kept getting promoted and moved up. Oh yeah. On merit. That's an interesting thing here. We, we sometimes Thomas, we touch on this. Some people like get out of college and they'll bounce from career to career. Some people are born into a family business, (laughs) uh, you know, converting motorcycles into trikes. Uh, so what's that experience been like growing up around it? Is it, was, was it just, you had no other choice or your passion as well? Well, actually (laughs) about two years ago, I lived in a place called Redding, California, and I was in a ministry school out there and I, um, I did not want this business whatsoever. (laughs) I grew up around it. You know, people are always amazed by motorcycles and I'm just like, well, you know, they are what they are. I've I've always been around them. And, uh, I actually came back because I felt like, um, this is what I was supposed to do. And I, uh, yeah, it's been an experience for sure. Getting more into the leadership role of the business than just being the kid that runs around. Okay. Well, so tell talk about that adjustment because now it's a real business. It's not just, Oh, dad's got cool motorcycles. Right now. Now there's bank accounts and insurance right. and, and things like that. Right. Well, it's been a whole lot of learning, invoicing, billing, collecting. Right. It's been a whole lot of learning and a whole lot of, da- of adapting. I also got married at the beginning of this year. So it's, it's all this stuff happening at once. And, and um, we're trying to implement, you know, like y'all are talking about now, even the marketing, we're trying to go deeper into the community of Rome. And that's a lot in itself. It's just juggling all of these different aspects of the business. So it's been, it's been fun, but it's been challenging for sure. So when you got married and you left the, the uh, reception, were you on a trike with a just married sign on the back? I actually did. We actually did take a picture on a track because at my wedding in Savannah, Georgia, in Tybee Island, Georgia, they were delivering a trike while we were there. So they had a motorcycle there. So we actually have one. Oh, I digress. So social media is becoming something more important to you guys? Right. I think social media has been one of the most important marketing tools that we've had. You know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, our website, actually. My wife has just recently come in as the marketing and advertising specialist and she's just taken this thing ablaze and it's been it's been amazing well well, how have you adjusted to you know if social media didn't exist when you started the business so it was probably old school at the time word of mouth uh, you know a newspaper ad uh but now newspaper ads can be digital Uh, when we opened up we bought 10 billboards there you go and uh, (laughs) we weren't even in the truck business then we bought 10 billboards and bought a couple of radio spots and uh no, it got us kicked off and started. And, uh, of course, all these years we spent a lot of money on eBay. Right. I mean, several hundred dollars a month on eBay advertising. And then here come Craigslist. We use Craigslist. And um, 
But anyway, having Will and, and Kylie, his wife, aboard, uh, she's changed our websites, and they just – I mean, they've just made it so up to date, and it's it's amazing what she's done. Yeah, these crazy but, kids uh, from this this young generation. <laughs> yeah, it, it blows my mind. But uh, but yeah, we've been we're real blessed to to have them doing that, and uh, it it just it just brings so much in. But but really, what's kept us going all these years is really is word of mouth. Right. I mean, it's one of those things. If you do a great job, they tell everybody. I mean, they don't tell anybody. But if you make one mistake. It's on the internet, <laughs> but, but, um, but you know, over the years that we've been real fortunate, like I said, people across the country tell other people about complete cycle in Rome, Georgia, believe it or not. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and that's kept us going. So, well, and, um, Thomas mentioned just before we started taping here, we, we mentioned Doug had been the, the grand marshal. Do I have to call you your honor or something? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. your highness, your excellency, your grand marshal. No, you, you guys were don't, involved. Don't even call me, <laughs> sir. Just, just Doug. <laughs> you guys were involved in the Christmas parade as well. In, in what way? Tell us about that. Well, I actually wasn't there. I didn't, I wasn't able to make it, but, but him and, and the rest and some of our employees and just some friends of theirs, they were able to ride some tracks. I'm sure you saw if you were at the Christmas trade, you know, the parade, you know, the uh, amazing futuristic machine. I just heard it called earlier, that white um, three-wheeled bike ri- driving down the street. And, uh, yeah, I believe they had a good time. Yeah, you had about about a half a dozen maybe? Yeah, we had, yeah. Six, yeah, we had I think. seven. Six, we had seven tracks. Seven, seven so. tracks. I mean, it was a good-looking good uh, a flotilla, not just a float, but that. a flotilla. Awesome. Uh, how, how loud are they in relation to motorcycles? The same? No, their gold wings are kind of like cars. They're very quiet. Yeah, and, uh, they're kind of like the Cadillac of motorcycles. I mean, they're well, they are. All right. They're yeah. very dependable. You know, they're three hundred thousand mile motors, and that's why people spend so much money to put track conversion kits on them. Because I've tracked several at over a hundred thousand miles, and they know they can depend on them. So, well, about the time I can't lean anymore. <laughs> Come see us. <laughs> it may be sooner than later, but I, I still like the lean, but I certainly understand. Uh, I just want to mention, too, we don't just do gold wings. We prefer gold wing just because we love them. And like you said, they're really dependable and reliable motorcycles. We also do Harleys and Indians. And, you know, um, so yeah, I just wanted to mention that because he said gold wing. <laughs> um, Thomas, we talk theme. And um, usually, Thomas, even though this might seem like an eclectic mix of a nonprofit and a, a local business that's been around 17 years and the PIO officer, public information officer from the city of Rome, Thomas, as the chamber representative, always finds a connectivity th- connectivity theme because that's what the chamber does. <laughs> so yep. how, how are we doing there, Thomas? <laughs> yes. And as the uh, conversation progressed, uh, I came up with different ones, you know, but it, I think it got better and better. First, I thought, you know, it's uh, navigating. We all navigate somehow and then you know we connect especially as the chamber but then you know uh, listening to everybody's life stories a little bit um i came up with passion you know everybody's kind of like in their second kind of like or dark in their uh, but you know you, you're not asking don't, don't don't go there thomas you're not asking <laughs> you're, you're, you're you're answering you know and your passion is the community um I know Taylor from, from personal experience. She was working with nonprofits and she uh, did that with her heart. And now she's on the other side. Um, I was for, for years on the other side of the chamber. And oh, gosh, I like yes. That. We used to work right. together all the time right. for the expo. Right. And the politics, you know, um, born yeah, sorry, into it. You, I'm sorry. You were at the forum, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Before, yes, yeah, before yes. the chamber, that's right. right. I was running the expo, and he was helping me out. And then when he started working at the chamber, he took over the expo. So I think it was a really nice uh, balance there because he already knew a lot about how it worked. Right, right, right. I'm sorry right. to interrupt you. You're rolling to the oh. Pollards now. Yeah, yeah, the Pollards. Yeah, and Will, you know, discovered uh, his passion, his love is is the motorcycle, the trikes. Um, you know, you went all the way to California, as we heard, and uh, – that just you know wasn't your, your thing, you know. You you need that to breathe that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and that's that's your passion. That's your passion, and you know you all give passion in a certain way. You know you you communicate a new um, you know com communication strategy of the city. You all want to see transparency, and then you know um, you guys you know. I like that story with that hundred-year-old lady, <laughs> you know, and uh, that gives you gratitude too. You know, uh, you pro you see what you build with your hands, and Absolutely. then you know you you give joy, and then you know people, desperate people, sometimes you know need help, and you know you, you are there, yeah, and you know you too. know exactly, um, you know uh, where to go and where where, where to send them. Yes. And well, yeah. Because it's Christmas and, you know, we have the parade. I came also up with a little quote, and that's from Mother Teresa. And I think it's a little fitting today. And uh, she said, it's, it's not how much we give, but how much love we put into giving. Oh, that's good. That ah, is good, yeah. That's why she's Mother Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's very fitting for this group today and also, you know, for this time of year. It's very profound. Uh, very well said. Thomas, Mother Teresa via Thomas. <laughs> Very well said. Well, let's kind of go around the room here and wrap up on contact information. And Taylor, I know uh, what, you, what you guys do is so important and so overwhelming, it's hard to kind of touch on everything. Oh, goodness, yes. But if, are there some specific examples where like if people need a resource, they need some help, and they need to reach out to you? Can you give us some examples of what people can do uh, or, or where you're kind of connected so that you can help and then give us your contact information again, please? Um, so we have several different ways that you can contact the United Way for resources. Um, our website, uwrome.org, has a directory of resources that I update and um, a an engagement guide as well, which is really nice. But then of course you can always call or text me at uh, 706-291-1990 and um, uh, email. Uh, and yeah, my email address is taylor at uwrome.org. Um, and uh, we do, you know, if, if you're in need, give us a call. Like we have a ton of different, it's very varied for the different types of things that we can refer to. So if you're not sure, I mean, give us a call anyway. We're all pretty connected people in uh, at United Way, so um, uh, we can figure it out. Gotcha. Thank you. All right. The Pollards with Complete Cycle, website, phone number, street address. How can people do, do business with you guys? Yeah, our website is uh, completecycle.net. Our phone is 706-378-4855. And of course, like I mentioned earlier, the social media pages, it's just Complete Cycle. Uh, Instagram's complete dot cycle and yeah, you can pretty much just Google us. <laughs> vroom, vroom. Yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Doug, uh, contact information for you. Yeah. D Walker at RomeGA.us or now.gov. Uh, we're making that conversion. Uh, I think that's something that Washington has not necessarily mandated, but has suggested. Uh, and that's, you know, if, if folks have something that they would be particularly interested in learning more about and uh, interested in seeing a, a YouTube 15 minute program or a Facebook, you know, just send me an email and, and let me know next week, just sort of a, a spoiler alert. 
We've got some G, uh, GDOT folks coming in, and we're going to talk about the big Second Avenue widening, which is supposed to happen starting next fall. And we'll talk about the next two sections of the Rome Bypass, and we might even bring up the Highway 140 project, which may or might not ever be finished. <laughs> oh, I, dr- I drive that a lot as well, cutting through from our Murchie across. Yes, uh, yeah. I'm with you on that. How often do you do the 15-minute YouTube show? We, we do at least one a week right right now, and, and occasionally two a week, depending upon, you know, as things come up. Uh, we just we did two this past week. We talked with Sammy Rich about the uh, city's plans for the ARPA funding, the $11.5 million that Washington is sending us with all kinds of strings attached. And then we also talked about the winter arts market, which I think by the time this gets on the, uh, this gets on the, on the web, uh, we'll probably have passed. That's coming up uh, on December 4th and 5th up at the civic center. Is the city on TikTok? The city oh. is on TikTok. Doug oh, is not oh, quite there yet. Oh my goodness. D- Doug is not. So, Christy Kent is there, but, but Doug is not quite on TikTok yet. I'm so, still working on tic-tac-toe. So, <laughs> So we're not going to see Doug Walker doing any dancing on TikTok anytime soon. I can soon. assure you that will <laughs> not on. be happening. Come on. Um, well, you mentioned GDOT and and the funds from Washington. Is that the most pressing business uh, coming? You know, that's going through the city right now. Any other, any other thing that? Well, I, I don't know that I'd necessarily say it's the most pressing. Just just putting together the general budget next year, which yeah. is um, I think revenues are projected to be up about eight percent. Uh, Tony Reinhardt, our finance director, is actually projecting an almost 18% increase in sales tax funding. So the optimism is there for, for a recovery and, and turnaround. So, you know, and, and I, and of course, and Tony is, is used, Tony and Sammy Rich both are, are, are typically very, very conservative in budgeting. So uh, I, I think that bodes well for our community. We've got big pay raises for, for public safety and fire people that are having to be accounted for in this budget. Uh, but the ARPA money is free money, if you will, coming from Washington, and uh, we're we're still tweaking all of the final plans for for use of those funds, um, and, we, and uh, you know it, it's just a it's just a great great benefit for us, and we we want to use it wisely. And of course, all of the money that that does, it's it's kind of like splossed. It it frees up your other general budget, right. things you don't normally have to spend. You're able to catch up perhaps on road paving. That's something else that's going to be new next year. We've got a quick response road paving crew that's going to be uh, very, very proactive in terms of patching, you know, uh, potholes, uh, catching up. I, I think the need for, for street work was obviously accentuated by the Atlanta Gaslight Project. Right, um, everywhere. <laughs> uh, so, so that's going to be another uh, big addition to the budget in the street department next year, uh, and I think a very, very positive development for the city. I was going to say a lot of a lot of positive momentum there from, from on the economic front, especially coming out of the pandemic, although it still is lingering and variant this and variant that. But as we try to get the world back to normal, it seems very positive on your end. I, I'm optimistic, yeah. yeah. Uh, any any final thoughts, Thomas? No, it looks like we are living in a healthy community, Doug. And uh, thanks for communicating that. And uh, yeah, pandemic, uh, there are winners, there are losers. And, um, you know, I see a lot of winners uh, in from our community. I'm sure, you know, tricycles um, was one of them because that's something you could do during the pandemic. And um, yeah, just it takes a lot of hard work. It takes connectivity, uh, navigation, and passion to stay healthy. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. This has been great. We appreciate it. You've been listening to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio for Thomas Kislat. We broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. Thank you so much. <laughs>